It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It's a look at life in the SO postcode with her, Zoe Hanson. And him, Simon Clark. This week, it is a Bedford Place special. We are shining a spotlight on that little bit of Southampton. We've got a food challenge. We've got a fantastic ring challenge at the moment. So I think the top taker this month's been 44 wings in one sitting. We've got a shoe history lesson. The shoes initially coming out of the factories were called straights. So there was no left foot or right foot. You just put them on your feet. And the chance to reward someone with a pamper. It's for kind of charity workers, anybody you might feel is down on their luck, just anybody that you think might deserve a nice treat. Thank you if you've taken the time to leave us a review in the last week or so. It's really appreciated and it helps spread the word about this podcast, which has almost been running for three years now. I know, right? Look at you. You look knackered from it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we're still enjoying putting this together and still enjoying finding those little gems in this wonderful city called Southampton. i tell you what else was a gem this week. The shark. I had to double take when I saw that on social media. I thought, hang on a minute, we had a walrus last year and then we've had a shark the beginning of this year. It was very strange, of course, because this shark washed up on Leap Beach. So somebody had been down at the beach the day before had seen a shark in shallow waters in some distress and tried to get it back out to the deeper water, you see. Now, her name was Alicia Openshaw, and she must have some balls on her because if I saw a shark (laughs) that was paddling, the last thing I would do is grab it by the tail fin and try and drag it out into deeper water. I mean, look, fantastic. Well done, her. But the shark then washed up very sadly the next day on Leap Beach and it had died. But it was just incredible to look at it. It it looked like a cartoon shark. It looked like somebody had made it out of plastic because it was very Jaws looking. It was a small toothed sand tiger shark, apparently. But for a while, we were calling it a poor beagle. And lots of people saying, don't worry, poor beagles are absolutely fine. They're no worries to humans. And that they're quite common... And then there's this one, which is a sort of nephew of a great white. (laughs) For all the people saying it doesn't look dangerous, the photograph with those sharp (laughs) teeth begged to differ. Right. And I remember going on this round-the-island jet ski day. I was challenged to go on a jet ski and go round the Isle of Wight. And I said, I don't really want to do that because I don't like falling in the water because of sharks. And they said, there's no sharks here. (laughs) But of course, the big story is, and I've heard Dan Snow on multiple national radio stations appealing for somebody to bring back the shark's head. What are they going to do with it? Is it going to sit in a pub? Like, behind the bar? Are they going to mount it? Taxidermy, the leap shark. Yeah, and are they going to put it beside a deer? So, apparently, it's not illegal to take it. Okay. But what Dan Snow is saying is that the biologists that would like to find out a little bit more about this shark, because it shouldn't have been in our waters, um, obviously took a wrong turn somewhere, and they wanted to get inside the shark's brain to find out what had happened and, and, and... what was going on so 
so they've appealed for it and said, okay, there's an amnesty. Look, if you want to just leave it somewhere and nobody's come forward yet. Can you imagine being the person who finds it? You open the carrier bag and that's staring up at you. I'm thinking, right, okay, so some bloke's gone down there and gone, I know what I'm going to do. Because it was between 9 and 11 in the evening on a Saturday night that they took it. So somebody's got drunk watching the rugby and gone, we should go and get the shark's head. Taken it home, stuck it in the freezer. The wife goes out to get some fish fingers. (laughs) What is that? Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. This week, it's a Bedford Place special and one of the longest established businesses in Bedford Place is W.J. French and Son. Caroline French is the owner. So we're 220 years old this year. Um, We started in 1803 and we've always been in Southampton um, around the centre of town. And in 1890, W.J. French moved away from his father's business and set up W.J. French and Son in Bedford Place. Father wanted to sell one thing and then the son wanted to sell something else. What was that all about? So times were changing in 1890 and shoes were starting to come out of factories, mass production of shoes. So WJ French said he wanted to sell shoes that were coming from the factories and his father believed that bespoke boots were the way forwards because they fit someone perfectly. So WJ moved away and started selling the shoes from the factories but he also had a workshop on site to adapt those shoes to make them more comfortable because the shoes initially coming out of the factories were called straights so there was no left foot or right foot you just put them on your feet mold them around which obviously isn't that comfortable so that's why he had the workshop to help make the shoe more bespoken fitting friendly to the customer just talking about that sort of getting your new shoes and making them fit everyone puts on a pair of new shoes and has to wear them in don't they or is there a pair of shoes that i could pick up put on and not have to put blister plasters on for or that would mold around my bunions (laughs) (laughs) definitely i could take you downstairs now measure your feet get you fitted up a tree and you could walk all day in them as long as you were wearing socks just don't wear shoes without socks to begin with but no times have changed and shoes have become much more lightweight and much more comfortable so wj french and sons it's always been a sort of staple for anybody getting their kids shoes or school shoes first shoes haven't they who do you find most coming in these days we sell men's ladies and children's shoes and the business has been split turnover wise equally throughout the departments until covid so then covid has really changed things a bit so formal shoes are less in demand because adults aren't going into work as much we still have really strong demand for men's and ladies formal shoes for weddings and special occasions but casual shoes has definitely taken up a bigger uh, proportion of the market kids shoes has increased its um, proportion like to 40 percent so everyone comes in for their school shoes once a year but as we like to remind our customers kids do grow 
in that year at other times. <laughs> so please come back and get a school shoe checked. We say three times a year at the end of every whole term. And they might have grown in that time. If not, we will send you on your way saying, no, you're all fine. But kids really grow, um, have big growth spurts between 10 and 12 for girls and a little bit later for boys. But if you've known they've really shot up in height, that means their feet have grown. Feet grow before you grow in height. So do come and get them checked because foot health is really important. And that would help with the cues, the cues that you get in the summer holidays, towards the end of the summer holidays, when everybody's thinking, okay, new school year, here we go. It just goes a bit crazy at that point, doesn't it? It does. But I would say, if you don't want to queue, come the first part of August, and we have introduced appointments now, but the majority of our staff are still free for non-appointments. So by having appointments, we're hoping we can spread the pain a bit, you know, for everyone. But still come along even if you don't have an appointment, but come earlier. Like, what's the chances of your children's feet growing in the last three weeks of August and then you don't come for like a whole whole year again? Like, yeah. it, it's fine. Come, come a little bit earlier. If they did grow, then we would just... Um, size you up again so don't worry which is your favorite pair of shoes do you do you sort of chop and change yes. and what's your favorite today then caroline this green pair of gabor sandals that have just come in for spring summer i've got them in pink and white and green and they're just on a little platform and they are just shout joy and excitement to me so they are my favorite pair at the moment spring spring stock is just in and there's loads of color and loads of variety and lots of choice it's so lovely i love having spring summer stock in when it's been just boring winter stock for so long what do you reckon will be the thing for summer this year i would say you can always sell a comfy shoe you can never sell like a shoe that looks amazing but then isn't comfortable so women's trainers like those pump lace-ups they look really good with loads of outfits but super comfy and really stylish so i would say those and then um sandals on a low heel or a wedge which look glamorous but still really comfy and colors lots of pink this year yeah pink and green and obviously white white pumps have they been really in haven't they the last few years so we've got lots of those what a place that is i mean steeped in history you go in there to buy your kids some school shoes but it's steeped in history. There are Victorian boots in there that you can see. It's just an incredible place. The So So Show. So how was your Mother's Day? It was possibly the best Mother's Day I've ever had. Honestly, my heart is so full after Mother's Day. So it's just me and Litlan. There's no dad around. And my daughter has just turned 10. And two weeks ago, I said to her, should we book something for Mother's Day to go for lunch somewhere? No, it's all sorted. What? Yeah, it's all <laughs> sorted. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She wakes me up with a breakfast of chocolate fingers, Haribo and grapes. I mean, beautiful. And three cups of tea. Nice. And uh, a pot of tea on like a platter uh, with chorizo slices and cocktail sausages. I mean, look, this girl's thought about it, right? It's all mummy's favourite things. Continental breakfast. <laughs> and then she said, OK, we've got to go down to Waterstones at West Quay. And we've got to be there at about quarter to three because I want to get a book. And I'm like, OK, why have we got... To... That's just weird. 
And then we get there at quarter to three and she's got this like wry smile on her face. And she walks me round to Red Dog Saloon, which she, her on her own, has booked, which is no mean feat with no email address and no, no. phone, but she's booked a table for three o'clock for her and her mum. Oh, How sweet is that? Incredibly sweet. She said, what are you, you going to have? And I said, oh, the pulled pork looks lovely. And she said, well, how much is it? It's 12 Oh, well, that's okay then, because you've got £15. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a sweet thing for her to do. Do you know what? It's so grown up. Like, I, I'm a bit like, I'm not ready for this. And fair play to the staff at Red Dog for allowing a 10-year-old to book a table for her mum. Yeah, it was very kind. So in the three years we've been doing this podcast, whenever anything to do with running has come up, yeah. I've always gone, yeah, yeah, never been able to run, hated it at school, couldn't do it, no, 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 no. And uh, consequently, I've never got involved in anything running related. Yeah. I think that might be about to change. Stop it. Last Friday, went to the gym, yeah. got there, class had been cancelled. Right. And I thought, oh, might as well use some kit while I'm here. Okay. So I did some weights on my own. Yeah. Did some other stuff on my own. Jumped on a treadmill. Before I knew where I was, I'd run 5K. For, Good the, for the lad. first time since I was 16. That's amazing. And you, and you enjoyed it? or? Well, I didn't hate it. Okay, well, I, that's good. I did it. That was the main thing. And what was really nice about it was the sense of pride I had afterwards. Yeah. Because I was always rubbish at running at school. And I think I had asthma, but yeah. but it was undiagnosed. Yeah. Because a few years ago, I got an inhaler for cold-induced asthma yeah. when I'm out cycling. So I always have a puff on the inhaler before I go to the gym anyway. Yeah. So then when I jumped on the treadmill, I had some tunes in my ears. Bang, yeah. off I went. Now, the next thing is, I've got to get you out running 5K outside. Because yeah. it's much easier to just lose track of time. I don't know about you, but when you're on the treadmill and you're looking at the same bit of wall, I, I can't run to music. I don't know if you put headphones in. Oh, but no, I had headphones in. I was running to music. So I can't run to music because I go with the rhythm, man. I just feel the rhythm <laughs> too much. But going out for a run outside is brilliant because the further you run the further you've got to run back. Totally. It's the same as cycling. <laughs> this is why sometimes yeah. I get the train to Basingstoke and cycle back. Yeah, nice. Because I know that I can't turn around halfway around and go home. So it appears I can run. Yes. And now we need to find an event for me to do. Park run is your first one. So give me a couple of weeks to finish the hockey season. You and I are going to go and do Southampton Common Park Run because you've got to experience it. I'll run it with you. Cool. Well, the midlife running man gene has well and truly kicked in. <laughs> And when I got back from the gym... I mean, let's hold on. You've done 5K once. No, no. When I got back from the gym, I, I jumped on the Under Armour website. I was looking at stuff. I was thinking, oh, maybe... All the gear, no idea. That's pretty much me <laughs> in every aspect of life. So, yeah, I just thought, okay, well, you know, let's see what happens. Park run, here we come. Well done, you. You know I've written that down now, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Let's go back to Bedford Place and where better to go than the actual Bedford itself. Here's manager, Tasha Chapman. So we are essentially a student venue. However, we're becoming more and more popular with locals. Um, so we have some great Rhythm of the Weeks going. Wednesdays is Wing Wednesday, so you get 30p a wing, get as many as you want. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? 30p for a chicken wing? Nobody goes for one though, right? Oh no, we've got a fantastic ring challenge at the moment. So I think the top taker this month's been 44 wings in one sitting. We have had a previous of 50 though. So yeah, there is some competition out there. But as well as that, we also do a lovely 
an amazing karaoke on a Friday night where you get five pound doubles. So that's becoming increasingly unpopular. And we've been doing that now for about six months. And what do you make of karaoke at the moment? Like, is it the old standards like I will survive or, or has it moved on now? Are we stuck with Spice Girls? What, what seems to be the popular songs? So Journey and Oasis will always be favourites. They're always your go-to, although we do get some of the like more modern stuff now. I always used to think karaoke was a bit more of a dying art in pubs, but recently it has come back with a vengeance. Um, so we get a different range of people. We've got a lot of the young students that like to come in. We've got some of the performing arts kids. Um, so you do get a proper range. You get some absolutely fantastic singers, and then you get somewhere I'm having to pull the earplugs out for the rest <laughs> of the staff. <laughs> but they're always the best on karaoke. So come on then, Tash, what's your karaoke song? Oh, now I've only done it once, and that was uh, Carrie Underwood, uh, Before He Cheats, and I went for it. <laughs> well done you! I'm impressed! So, that's Wednesdays and Fridays covered off. Anything else going on? Yeah, so we do a lovely speed quiz every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Mr Faber Whitehouse is our uh, quiz DJ for that one. Um, so it changes every week. There's different themes, um, so they get advertised on our Facebook page, which is the bedford.southampton um, and then Saturdays it's all about sport all about bottomless brunches um, and we are a big home pub supporter of Southampton FC so if you are ever down and going to the uh, watch the games make sure to pop in here first for a lovely bigger breakfast on a Saturday morning how many wings could you do then I don't know I've done 10 in a sitting when I've been really hungry oh I could smash 10 yeah. I could probably maybe do 20, because there's not a great deal of meat on a wing, is there? No, it's more the faff of getting the it's, meat off, it's isn't the, it? It's whether or not I have the required level of patience rather than <laughs> the stomach capacity. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. The So So Show's very good friend, Will Rosie. You'll know him as Mr Mosaic. He puts up all the wonderful Mr Men and Little Miss Mosaics around Southampton. He has a new thing going on, and I think this is just brilliant, out-the-box thinking. Frobisher House is a big grey building just outside the entrance to Southampton Central train station. And he has a huge great mosaic there of a QR code. If you scan this QR code, you can choose between three designs for artwork to go on Frobisher House. That's so cool. These designs are incredible and they will just lift that area. Do you have a favourite of the three? I think the first one. I do like the first one. But they're going to come down and the artist is going to get there and they're literally going to cover the whole building in this artwork. So get down there, do the QR code. Failing that, there is a video on the So So Show's social media where you can scan the QR code and you can do it from there. Went to the uh, the Saints-Tottenham game at the weekend. Did you? Yeah. Wow. I know. I didn't go to the Brentford game because I thought if we were going to win one, we were going to win against Spurs more than we would Brentford. I have never been to a game where we haven't won but felt like we did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you never see a Saints side go 3-1 down and then come back and draw. No. It never happens. No. And the thing I love the most was James Ward-Prowse gets that draw 
by scoring a penalty against his best mate, Fraser Forster, who used to be the Saints goalkeeper. <laughs> and as the final whistle went, Big Fraser strolls up the pitch, clapping all the way. Yeah. All his Spurs teammates have gone in for a dressing down. Fraser walks up the pitch, claps, gives Ward Prowse the biggest hug you've ever seen. I bet. Everybody must have been on cloud nine at that point. Apart from the ones who left with about 20 minutes to go when oh. they were 3-1 down. But it just goes to show, you never do know how it's going to end. You've always got to keep going. Never give up, kids. And this is going to be quite an interesting end to the season as well because there are so few points between so many teams. Yeah. It could still end in a positive outcome for Saints. The So So Show. Our final visit to Bedford Place is to drop into Harrington's. They're part of a chain of hair salons across the South. Julie is the house manager and she's going to explain why they're different. I think we go all out for customer service. We're all about the customer, the customer experience. Our staff, I think, are the best that there is. They're highly trained. I think between them all in this building, they've probably got about 100 years of hairdressing experience. Between them, we're all very experienced, all worked here for a good number of years as well. What are the sort of trends with hair? Because the only one that I can really think of that happened fairly recently... Or, or was the most huge trend was the Rachel? Oh, I don't know if anyone has that anymore. I think at the moment, actually, perms are very much in fashion. We have a lot more ladies coming in and having perms and also younger men that have perms as well. Is that so that they get that sort of Vera Duckworth tight curl? <laughs> or, or what is it? Yes, yes, on the top of their hair. So it's only the top bit. Also lots of crazy colours, kind of greys, pinks, silvers, blues, whatever colour you want, we can kind of hopefully get it there at some point this is another thing those trends sort of come and go don't they i always think it goes the opposite way so if a maxi skirt is in is on trend one year the following year will be a mini skirt right so if everybody's having perms this year would it be that it's straight hair next year possibly maybe i think the lob's quite in fashion at the moment the what the lob's it's kind of a bob but a bit longer yeah i think any think goes really to be honest with you we have quite a lot of clients that have been coming with us for a, a long time as well very loyal clients that have been coming for 20 plus years as well which is great too i've got curly hair yes right i don't know Judging by what you've just said, I'm sort of on trend. You are. <laughs> and the colour, actually, coppers are very much in fashion at the moment as well. We have a lot of coppers, obviously, in the autumn. Probably now going into the summer, people might try to go a bit lighter. So what would you recommend then? For yourself, I, I think it looks great, actually. Maybe, um, is, it, is your hair naturally wavy? Yeah. yeah, so maybe just stick with the natural wave, possibly. The colour looks great, really nice, vibrant, sort of ready colour. Oh, that's very kind of you. I love that. Thank you so much. There's something else that you wanted to talk about. Yes, so we have a scheme called Harrington's Helps. Um, It's basically something that we've been running for... um, It's probably about a year now, actually. So it's basically a complimentary cut and blow dry. Um, People can nominate you. It's for kind of charity workers, anybody you might feel is down on their luck, just anybody that you think might deserve a nice treat. Um, We've run a couple of articles in The Echo about it. Um, done a lot with unpaid carers and people like that. So if anybody did want to nominate anyone, they just need to go onto our Harrington's website, which is www.harrington's.com. Um, and there's a lot, little drop down which says Harrington's Helps. And then in there, you can go and nominate somebody if you'd like to. And it just asks why you think they deserve it. 
um, and their name and contact number, and then I contact them and get them in for a lovely treat, complimentary cut and blow dry. How lovely is that? Was that something that somebody did for someone that uh, made you think about that idea? I think it's just something that Harrington's have bought in after we came back from the first lockdown, and I think they've just felt it's a really nice thing to do to be part of the community as well, sort of integrate ourselves in so we're not just, yeah, so we can give back, basically. Ah, the days where I needed a hairdresser's. (laughs) Now, if I put a jacket on, I look like Harry Hill with his new glasses. Oh, bless you. I didn't think you did, and then you showed me a photo, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you do. (laughs) Um, And Harrington's, they're such lovely people in there. And I'll just tell you this little point, right, because this makes all the difference. You know when you go in a bar and you judge a place on its toilets? In a hairdresser's, I will judge a place on its drinks. I went there to do the interview on a strike day, a teacher's strike day. So I had two kids in tow and they both got hot chocolates with marshmallows. Wow. What? (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, we talked about Cake the Musical, which was coming to the Mayflower Mast. You went to see it. Yes. So uh, I went on Tuesday evening. This is a brand new production. It is Cake, the real story of Marie Antoinette. So she was a French queen. And what I would say about this show is if you like six... So Renée that plays the, the the lead character in this, she was one of the original cast members of Six. And this is very much along those same veins. I described it last night as French history goes to a rave. <laughs> the performers in this, their voices, their dance, their movement, everything about it was just incredible. Some other news that landed this week regarding the theatre. If you're into your 80s music, you are going to love a show that's coming to the Mayflower later this year. It's Stock, Aiken and Waterman, The Musical. Wow. Uh, do you know they had 30 number ones? Look, I do, because I was a big Rick Astley fan. I was a big Jason Donovan fan, and and so I love Stock Aitken and Waterman. I just can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called I Should Be So Lucky. It's coming to the Mayflower Theatre January the 24th. And this will be its first stop. Incredible. This is another biggie. And I know it's not until the end of the year. But Howard Donald of Take That Fame is going to be DJing at the Engine Rooms December the 16th. I feel a Christmas party coming on. What kind of music do you think he plays? Um, He plays quite a lot of house music, actually. He's always been a big house DJ. So that's two things to look forward to. One at the end of the year, one at the beginning of next. It's always good to have something to look forward to in your diary, isn't it? And that's what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. Thanks again for listening. And thank you if you're following us on our social medias. We've had a lot of interaction with The Shark and the Will Rosie Mosaic video. That's gone down a storm as well. You'll hear about stuff first if you follow us on your social media. So find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook too. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. 